Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Nobody give the Lord a shout. Oh, I said celebrate the Lord with a shout. Oh, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it. Revelation chapter number 5, the verse number 9. And the Bible says that, And they sang a new song. They sang a new song. Glory to Jesus. They sang a new song. Saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast listened. And this is the part I wanted to take note of. And has redeemed us to God by the blood. Out of every kindred, every tongue, every people, and every nation. Listen, when we come to the house of God, it's really not about tribe, whether you are an ever, whether you are uh, a ga, whether you are a chi or a twai or an akan. Okay, the language is chi, right? But the people are Akan. So you are, and if you are Pim, or you are from Fantiland, or you are from Togoland, Amen and Amen. Or you are from Ada, or you are Big Ada, you are Dangmi. Amen and Amen. It doesn't really matter. When we come together, we are one people. We are one people. We are different. It's just like, you know, when God, after God had destroyed the earth in the days of Noah with the flood, and uh, Noah asked for a sign, or God gave a sign to Noah that this is a sign that I will not destroy the earth. He gave a rainbow. And rainbow means that many different colors forming one thing. So when we come together like this, we are like God's rainbow. Do you understand me? We are like God's rainbow. Different colors, different colors, different colors. And we come together to show that God has had mercy upon the earth. Hallelujah. So the church is God's instrument of mercy to the world. God's voice that are because of the church, I will not destroy the earth. Anytime we meet like this and we meet in love, togetherness, brotherly kindness, we meet together maybe in sisterly kindness as well. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We are just showing that this is what God has determined to do. That he, he has determined not to destroy the world. We are his instruments of peace to the world. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that God locates every one of us in various parts of this world according to his purposes. So, where you are born, where you are located, where you find yourself, is just a manifestation of the wisdom of God. And we are in Ghana. That's why we are celebrating Ghana Day. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. We are in Ghana, and uh, he has brought us over here. 
he has whether whether you are coming from Nigeria, you are coming from Tanzania, you are coming from uh, Swaziland or Tunisia or Afghanistan, like I pointed to somebody. Hallelujah! When you come to Ghana, identify as a Ghanaian because God brought you over here for a purpose. Are we together? God brought you over here. So uh, if you are here, you don't have, you are uh, 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 you are you are in Ghana. You don't have a Ghanaian name. Before you leave this service, look for a Ghanaian name. Amen. Say, Father, we give you praise. Will you lift up your hands and just begin to worship the Lord? He worship the Lord. Just He's the reason why we are here. Lift up your hands and begin to worship the Lord. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Barono shentala baba lebelebe shondolobos lenda branda godos shabala branda libros vegetele bredises manda la brandos ketele bredesonda la baya. Come on, let your voice begin to arise. Let your voice begin to arise. Just worship Him. Oh, we love you, Lord. Yes, the Lord who keeps us up, who keeps us, the Lord who keeps us. Oh, we love you, Lord. Bazangon de la visha talabradigesh, mandala baba zobradigedosh, liman talababa zebradesh. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. Can we take your seat for just two minutes? I want to just bring a few things to your notice. Choir, let's appreciate the choir. They are looking very Ghanaian. Hallelujah. Uh, amen and amen. Yes, very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. God bless you so much. Actually, this morning as I was praying, this song came. I was like, oh, I wish I told the choir that they would sing this song today. Amen. So now we have a prophetic choir. They, they catch things from the realms of the spirits and they download it into the physical. That is why I know that somebody in your life will never be the same again today. Your amen is weak. I said, that is why I know that your life will never be the same again. I said, that's why I know that God is lifting you to your next level. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Today is the 5th of March. Tomorrow is Independence Day in Ghana. We are celebrating what God did using uh, Dr. Osajifo, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, uh, and, uh, and the great men of old to bring Ghana out of slavery. Amen and amen. And to independence. Hallelujah. Please don't suspect my smile. It's a blessing to be free. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. And we thank God for where he has brought us as a country, even though we believe that we can do better. Amen and amen. And that is even the reason why we are meeting today, because through the word of God and through prayer, we believe that we, we, if nobody in Ghana does well, we can take Ghana to the next level. Am I talking to somebody over here? I believe that God can use us over here to take Ghana to the next level. Do you believe it? Are you sure you believe it? Wonderful. So, uh, as we meet tomorrow, uh, Independence Day, don't take it as a day for beach and a day for enjoyment. It should be a day of reflection and a day of prayer. Amen and amen. A time that we all look into our lives. Somebody said, that, don't ask yourself, what can my country do for me? Ask yourself, what have I done for my country? True patriotism is not about what the nation and the politicians and the government can do for us, but what we can do to ensure that we improve as a people and we bless or better the lives of those around us. Somebody said, brighten the corner where you are. Yes, there is a lot that we are seeing and hearing happening in our economy, happening in our nation. But see, at the end of the day, whatever happens to you, it, it depends on your own decisions and your choices. 
Amen and amen. Yeah. That is why in, in, in our in our country we practice democracy. That means that we the people must vote to uh, we exercise our will upon uh, on the nation. Hallelujah. So we must all look at how we can improve our nation, how we can improve our life and how we can make the lives of people around us better. Amen and amen. That is a secret to ensuring that we are developing and we are growing as a nation. Not necessarily in something that a policy that we made, but in what every individual brings to the table. What have you brought to the table as a Ghanaian? What have you been brought to the table as somebody who is a citizen or who is staying even in this country? It is an important question that I want all of us to think about. Amen and amen. We pray for the nation. But um, we also exist as a nation, overcomers nation. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, we also exist as a nation. How many of you can see the flag, overcomers flag? Come on, let us wave. Overcomers, overcomers, overcomers will say, yeah. Oh, overcomers, 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 we say, we say, we say, we say, yeah. Overcomers, Hallelujah. And we exist as a family of God. And we are here to win souls. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We are here to win souls. If you are not a soul winner, you have not identified yourself as a Christian. You have not identified yourself as a child of God. And you have not identified yourself as an overcomer. And that is why, if you notice in our ministry, we, you hear us saying we are running an agenda, we are running a pro, a operations and agendas. So currently, we are for some months now, we have been on agenda full house. Agenda full house is just to fulfill what Jesus said, that my house may what? Be filled. If you are a Christian, you identify with God, you must identify with the words of Jesus Christ. So that my house may be filled. So that is why that is why we got agenda full house. Luke chapter fourteen, the verse number twenty-three. Hallelujah! And as a part of the agenda that we are running, uh, we run operations. Just the just ended one was operations. Snatch them from fire. That is where every individual must become a part of this mandate, where you contribute your quota to ensure that souls are being won. Praise God forevermore. So when every month, one of the things you should be expectant of is that, Papa, what is the operation for the month? What am I supposed to be doing for the month? The reason why, look, sometimes we wake up and we blame the government for the problems that the nation is going through. But you see, the government is not made of uh, some people from Maso. It's made up of the people from our homes. Are we together? It's made up from our family members. Yes, kosher, kosher. There will be somebody who is a relative of uh, the His Excellency Nanadu over here, but we don't know. You see, maybe it could be a long distance relation, but then it's a family system. We are all members, we are all from different families, and out of the families, we get the government officials. Similarly, in the kingdom of God, when, or as a church, whenever we are running anything, everybody is involved. It is not for it's not the church that is doing, no, it is us individuals. So when we say the church is for soul winning, it means that you must identify yourself as a soul winner. As a soul winner. 
And so when we are running operations, we say that what, what, this is my agenda for the month. This is my operation for the month. If you are not functioning that way, then you are not working within the ambits of the vision of, of the church. So more or less, you are not even a church member because you are, you are not identified with what the church is doing. Are we together? Oh, I said, are we together? Yeah, so find out what the church is doing and do some. Tell somebody, do some. Yeah, do some. When the church is moving in direction, then you are moving to, we are all moving to Kotoka, then you are moving to uh, Afaja to, uh, come on, are they in the same direction? No, so if you are moving in this direction, maybe that's where the, and everywhere we go, that's where the blessing is. So. Anywhere that the church goes, that's where the blessing is. That is where the, the, was it yesterday or so, I was just looking, uh, thinking about some people who are members of this church who have seen their, have seen their lives improving from one level to the other. I know where they came from. I know how they started. And then I realized that a lot of these people, they listen to advice. They listen to advice. You tell them that, Kaya Jeme Go, let's move in this direction. We are going. Let's pray. We are praying. Let's go for sowing. We are sowing. Let's sow seeds. They are sowing. So they are getting involved. And the obedience to the instructions has started bringing what? Changes in their lives. So you need to understand where the church is going is where the blessing is. So find out what the church is doing and do some. Get involved. That is how you are going to see continuous change of level. Praise God. And this month we are saying that operation come and see. Tell somebody beside you come and see Put your hand to your eye and tell the person, come and see. Yes. Look at the person and say, come and see. Hallelujah. So, now, we, we, that is what we are doing. Come and see. And it is a biblical agenda. The first person who used come and see was Jesus Christ himself. John chapter number 1. You read from the verse 38 to the verse number 46. After John the Baptist had spoken about Jesus, uh, two of the disciples of John the Baptist were there when he was speaking. And he saw Jesus passing by. He said, John said that this is the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. So they decided to follow him. And the Bible said that Jesus asked them, what are you looking for? He said that, oh, we we want to see where you stay. We want to see where you stay. So this month we want to see the church is our house. Are we together? And we must let people come and see where we stay. Are we together? So he said, come. And so after they said, we want to see where you are staying. Jesus said, come and see. Verse 39 of uh, John chapter number 1. Glory to Jesus Christ. So they came and they saw where he, he was and they stayed there. They abode with him that day. And, for, and uh, abode, abode that, they stayed with him. After that, they didn't go anymore. If you can get somebody to come and see the house of God, they will not go anywhere anymore. The Bible says in the verse number 40 that one of the people who heard it was Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. When he went, verse 41, he also went to find his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah who is called the Christ. He said, He to and tell his brother that come and see, I have met somebody. If you are a Christian and you are not saying come and see, you are not bringing people to see, the question now goes, have you really met Christ? Come and see. He says, so he also brought Jesus. The next day, verse 43, the Bible said Jesus met Philip and he called Philip. Now, Philip also uh, was of Bethsaida, verse 44, the city of Andrew and Peter. So, Philip also went to find his, Nathaniel, his brother, and he said, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathaniel said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? What did Philip say? He, said, he also told him what? Come and see. 
come and see. And that is how Nathaniel got to see Jesus. After that, he remained with Jesus Christ. You go to John chapter number 4. You read 28 and 29. The, uh, the earlier story talk, talks about the Samaritan woman whom Jesus met at the well. And the Bible said after Jesus had spoken to her, she left whatever she was doing. She left the water pot and she ran into the city and she said to the man, what did she also say? Come and see. So operation come and see has started. Hallelujah. I said operation come and see has started. Operation come and see has started. As soon as you leave service today, you are looking for somebody to tell, come and see. Come and see. Today, do you see that we tell the story of the Samaritan woman? She was a prostitute. But then because she functioned in the come and see grace, something miraculous happened in her life. Listen, this come and see is not just about church group. It's about blessing to your life. I want to challenge somebody. This month we are saying that tell somebody your testimony. Is there anybody here God has not done anything in your life? Jesus has not done anything in your life. If you are like me, wave your hand. Jesus has not done anything for me. Is there anybody here like that? That means that everybody has what? A testimony. Come and see means go and tell somebody your testimony. Some of us, we cannot preach long sermons. But you see, your life can be a testimony. Can say that, ah, do you believe that without medicine, somebody can be healed of kidney disease? Say, ah, no, no, I don't believe. This is my story. Share your testimony. Look for one strategic testimony that Jesus did for you, even connected to this house. And say, come and see. God is doing amazing things in this church. And I want you to be a part of it. Through that, the church grows. Through that, their souls are saved. Through that, the kingdom of God advances. You never know who you'll be saving, whose life you'll be turning around. So this month, everybody, I'm taking time to literally preach this. Why? Because God wants us to get involved in the come and see operation. So tell somebody get involved. When it comes to the house of God, we minister to one another. This is one of the ways we preach. Tell them, get involved. What should they get involved in? Oh, talk to that. Talk to that person. I want to talk to that person on my behalf. Pat, talk to her on my behalf. Talk, yes, yes. Convince somebody for me. I'm giving you one minute to preach. Preach to the person. Give the person scriptures. After that, lay hands on the person and prophesy to the person. Ah, somebody give the Lord some praise. Amen and amen. Come, come and see. Eh? Some of you will be looking, when you come to the church, we are seeing it, you will be looking for the, let me, one pretty lie. Amen and amen. Amen. That's why I dear now. So, one pretty, one gunner, one gunner, one gunner. How many of you know the one story? Yeah, and they are telling you, those who don't know, I'll tell you one of these days. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, so, that is it. The next thing I want you to know that is happening in the church is, we are starting the school of the word. The school of the word. The school of the word. And the school of the word is going to be a Bible teaching class. So every Sunday when we come to church, we are going to have a special time with the Word of God. It's going to be where we'll do further studies on the Bible. We'll break the church into classes. Because you see, I've realized that many of us are not growing fast in the Word of God. Many of us, even the Bible, we are not reading. Some simple common Bible verses. In those days, we were playing with those Bible verses. Now I, I ask people, some powerful people I think they should know, and they don't know it. And I think it's high time. Because I will not be helping you as your pastor if I don't help you to know the Word of God. So we'll be starting a 30-minute uh, school of the Word. 
Okay, from for now, likely next week we'll start. So right after uh, celebration service, we will break into classes to get just between celebration service and achievers service. So achievers will come, they all join their various classes. 30 minutes, we study the word of God, and then we are out of this place. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So please, it's of vital importance. Everybody program yourself. You are going to be a part of this. And so we hope that some of you are going to be called on to be teachers and stewards. If you think you have a gift in that area, please don't don't hide it. Come around. Okay, come around. So it's a new department, School of the Word uh, department or, <laughs> that we are starting as a church. So please, it's very important. Let us take note of that. Amen and amen. Is it a good thing? Wonderful. I thank God that you agree. So, because tomorrow when we start, you don't come and say, I'm hungry, so I'm running away. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. But very soon we'll start and eat you by when you're hungry, you can buy your food and then you can eat and then continue doing the work of God. Is it a, a good thing? Yeah, so it's get yourself ready. We are planning for you. All the excuses, we are looking for them and then we are solving them. Amen. Very soon when you come, they will love you again. I won't do that, I won't do that. And then Foundation School, Pastor Wisdom has told you about it. Please, if you are, you are a member of this church, you have to go through Foundation School. It just lets you understand the way we do our things. Are we together? So don't do yourself that me, I've been a Christian since 19. By the grace of God, God has brought you to be a part of our family. Learn the way we speak. Usually you hear somebody say, It's because they don't understand the language. You see, they are speaking different languages. So you can be in Obagamist Nation. Maybe your hallelujah is not the, our hallelujah. So you must learn our hallelujah so that you understand how we flow. Does that make sense? Yes. So please, foundation school, everybody, be a part of it. When you finish, you graduate, we'll give you a certificate. Amen and amen. You can go and put it in your room. My certificate of graduation. What are you talking about? And by the grace of God, this year, this month to usually we, have, we were having it in February, but God instructed that we move it to March State Convention 2023. And this time we are connecting it today. One of our mandates in the spirit is healing. That is why, by the grace of God, we have so many healing testimonies. This month we are trusting God for radical healing dimensions. How many of you are online for Night Fire on Friday? Oh, we're online. Amazing, amazing instant healing that took place online. So, go, this month we are going to have, at the end, last week of the month, 20th to, 20th to 5th, we are going to have healing, faith and healing convention. It's going to be very powerful. It's going to be very powerful. So, I want you to make sure you're part of it. Shall be on our feet just two minutes. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Yes, we're going to bless the Lord. Just bless the Lord. Oh, mashatala brandalaba. Just begin to speak in other tongues right now. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. Just begin to bless Him. Everybody, just begin to bless Him. Everybody, just begin to bless Him. Mashatala brandi. Get there. Lord, bradiga sata. Mandalaba. Lift up your voice, everybody. Lift up your voice. Nazabra di gede. Shantala branda. Lebaranda bashandala baba. Lebrondele. Mamba radaba zabradigadosh. Nandele bebe, katala babash. 
Mandelebebe, Radiko Bradigas, Lebelebebe, Rando Paradege, Zondalaba, Oh, Rabide Dalababa, Lea, speaking out of tongues as other as fast as you can right now. Hey, Rabababa, Rabadaba, Shandelebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebebeb
Let your amen resound like thunder. Give the Lord a clap of ring. Kindly take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Precious Father, we are grateful to you this morning for this opportunity to encounter you by the power of your spirit and by the power of your word. I submit my mortal body unto you, Lord, and I pray that Lord anoint these lips of clay. Let them minister as oracles. Let your word come forth strong in clarity. And let your children understand and believe your word in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord one more time. Open your Bibles, if you may, with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 29. From the, I'm going to read quickly from the verse number 1 to the verse number 11. And I'll be grateful if every one of us will read along. The word of God is for our blessing. God created the whole world by his word. Everything responds to the word of God. The Bible says that he has exalted his word above all of his names. He has lifted up everything that is of value in himself and he has placed it into his word. John chapter number 1, the verse number 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The very substance of God is encapsulated. 
encapsulated in the word of God. So when we read the Bible, read along, flow and enjoy the word of God. Jeremiah 29 verse number 1 and I'm reading now. And we are going to do this. I'll read one verse, you read the next, I'll read the next, you read the next, I'll read the next until I read the last one in the verse number 11. Can we do that together? Alright, so I'm going to start. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 1. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captives and to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. Will you read your portion now? You see, you are not reading boldly because you don't don't have confidence in the school that you went to. Let me continue from a good school. Verse 3. By the hand of of Elasa, the son of Shaphan and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, (laughs) Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Ah. Very important. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall you have peace. I thought was talking to me. Let's not the priest and the prophet deceive you. But for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name, I have not sent them, fear the Lord. Hmm. Now, this popular one, shall we all read it together? For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, see the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. New King James says that to give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. I pray that to this morning, God's word will come with clarity to you, and your life will never be the same again. Now, this scripture uh, is talking about a time when uh, a prophet called Jeremiah, he prophesied to the children of Israel. But he studied the history of the Israelites in various dispensations. One of the things that God sends to them for their blessing are prophets. And the prophets come to speak the word of God that will usher them into various phases of their lives. Sometimes to warn them, sometimes to repent them sometimes to correct them and sometimes also to give them hope and let them have a direction in this particular case uh, the Israelites had the Israel as a nation had been destroyed 
and they had carried all the people to Babylon. You know, in those days, uh, the, the world, the world superpowers, the mighty nations like Babylon, Egypt, uh, Assyria, uh, whenever they attack a, 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 a nation that is weaker than them, one of the ways they totally destroyed the nation. Those people were just no conquerors. They were nation destroyers. They wanted to wipe away civilizations. And so what they do is that they carry all your people from the land of your nativity. And they pick the best of the people out of the land. The princes, the learned ones, the handsome ones, the beautiful ones. And leave the weak, ugly, and the unlearned and illiterate in the land. Why? Because they know they cannot build a nation. That tells you that the, a nation is built by the, str- the strength of the nation. And it is in the, those who are very educated, those who are, who are very smart, those who are very creative, those who carry certain special skills. So they carried all of these people. Now, these kind of people cut across various divides, from ordinary people to princes to priests to prophets. Okay, so they carried all of these people into captivity. Now, when they were in the land of Babylon as captives, it, it, it came to pass that some of the priests were encouraging the people that God is going to save us, God is going to deliver us, and the prophets will come and say, I see, I see, I see God bringing intervention. So God sent Jeremiah to send a word to them. If I were instead, if Jeremiah had not was part of those people who were left in Israel when the, when the Israel was carried away captive, and God sent a word that he should go and tell them that hey, in fact, you realize that it, this was literally a written prophecy because he handed it over to somebody else to go and share with them. He said, go and tell them that let not the prophets deceive them, let not the priests. And the diviners, people who think that they can predict the future, deceive them by telling them dreams and things that, uh, that, that bring them hope. He said that for the time being, for no less than 70 years, I am punishing you as a nation. Because he said in the book of Jeremiah from the chapter number one going, Jeremiah was always warning them through prophecies that change your ways. God is angry with you. Change your ways. Turn back to the Lord. And the children of Israel, anytime they turn away from God, God brings them into captivity. So they were not obedient or did not listen to the words of Jeremiah the prophet, even to the point that at a certain, at a certain point, they even locked him up in a prison, saying that why are you always prophesying evil things concerning us? Why are you always giving you had Jeremiah had become a prophet of doom. A prophet of doom. So they silenced him. They were doing everything possible. Insulting him, making mockery of him. Remember that is why Jeremiah said that I decided that I will not make any mention of his name anymore. Because it was painful to talk about the things of God. And isn't it so? Anytime you want to live righteously, the vows that anyone who who live godly shall suffer persecution. Men and the world, they don't like good things. They don't like unrighteousness. So anybody who decides that they are going to live a life for God, they become victims. But God is telling us, uh, even if they victimize you because of the right thing, don't stop doing the right thing. Don't stop doing the right thing. Glory to Jesus Christ. So he sent this prophetic word to them, that this is what the Lord is saying, that for 70 years, if you study, you read from the verse number one, you realize that he was writing to all the people, the remnant, the residue of the elders, uh, the priests, the prophets, and all the people. So the message he had for them was not just to preach. 
was not just to prophets, was not just to the elders or the kings, but to all the people. So the message that he was bringing to them, and I believe the message I'm bringing to you this morning, affects every single person, whether you are called into ministry, into business, into politics, or into just uh, being a parent or giving birth or whatever, what have you. This is a message for everybody. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Receive that grace to give birth. In Jesus' name. Receive that grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now it's as well some people are now upon Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So it was a message for everybody. Why? Because for 70 years they are going to remain in judgment. Now, remaining in judgment, in captivity, also meant something, and that is where I'm going to share with you from. That even though they were in captivity, and that's the beautiful thing about God, God gave them grace for them to still prosper in captivity. He said, yes, for 70 years, you are going to be in captivity, and I know the thoughts that I think concerning you, to give you a hope and a future, something will happen at the end of the day. Listen to me, anybody under the sound of my voice, no matter what you are going through today, the Lord says that there is something that is going to come out at the end of it all, and it's going to be a good thing. I say it's going to be a good thing. I say it's going to be a good thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the people were discouraged because of the captivity that they were in. They were discouraged because they were feeling as though that we are the people of God. Why have we been brought into captivity? Why are we in a place, a land that is not our own? Isn't it similar to what the Bible says, that we are pilgrims of this earth? That we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are pilgrims. We are just running through, going through. There is an end. This is not an end. This is not our end. We are just journeying through this earth. We are just running through. So every Christian must understand that you are a pilgrim in this earth. You are a pilgrim. Once you are in this world, this world is not our home. Just like the children of Israel have been led away into captivity and they were in, their, in the land of their captives. So they were pilgrims over there. That was not their home. Yet God had a word for them. God had a word for them. And the word was that, yes, I know the thoughts that I think concern you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. But before the end comes, how are you supposed to be living? How are you supposed to be living? How are you supposed to be living? So I'm showing with you on the side the prospering in the land that God gives you prospering in the land or doing well in the land that God gives you. God wants us to do well. Tell John 1 verse 2. He said, for, uh, he said I, 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 I wish above all things uh, that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. I wish above for your prosperity. God wants us. The word prosperity means to do well. It means to advance, it means to make progress, it means to have achievements, it means to be rich, to be wealthy, it means to have capacity. So God wants us to prosper irrespective of the land that we are in. But if we are going to prosper, there is a way we are supposed to live in the land. So in the verse number 7 of Jeremiah chapter 29, he says that pray for the peace 
of the land where you are captives. Yes, it is not your land. Yes, it is not where I have, this is not where I have appointed for you. But whilst you are in the land, pray for the peace of the land. For out of the peace, you shall have your peace. Now, somebody has told that the peace means that no wars. The peace means that everything will be quiet. But that word peace is from the Hebrew word shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. When a Hebrew man meets another Hebrew man, one of the basic greetings that they give each other is shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom means double peace. Double peace. Now, that double peace also means peace with prosperity. It means peace with well-being. When an Israelite or a Jew greets somebody, shalom, is, is, what the person simply says is, let it be well with you. Let it be well with your business. Be blessed in your going out and your coming in. Be blessed in the fruit of your body. Let the blessings of Elohim, let the blessings of Yahweh rest upon you. That whatever you do, let it do well. Let your children prosper. So the greeting was like a prophecy and a blessing that they were given to each other. When they meet each other, shalom, shalom. When they meet each other, shalom, shalom. Why? They are prophesying and declaring the blessing of the Lord. And remember, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes it rich. And what? Adam no sorrow. So, when he was talking about this, it meant that pray for the prosperity of the land. Can we look at that same verse in the NIV? There are some versions that actually translated into prosperity. It says, look at that. It says, also seek the peace and what? Prosperity. Of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray for the law for it because if it prospers, what will happen? You too will prosper. You too will prosper. Look, God has put us as pilgrims in this world and he wants us to influence this world. A Christian is the pipeline of God. God wants to bless the world, but because of their sin and their evil, he cannot bring the blessing to them directly. So what will he do? He wants to empower his children so that his children become vessels of blessings. So God will bless you, and through that blessing that is on you, he will bless the world. Look at the example of Laban and and Jacob. The Bible said that Laban had a business, but the business was not doing as well as in as as, as well as, as was not doing well compared to when Jacob came. So Laban himself told Jacob, he said, "I have learned through experience that the Lord is blessing my business because of you." That is how the Christian is supposed to be. Look at Joseph. Joseph was sent by God as a slave into the land of Egypt. At the end of the day, because of his presence in Egypt, Egypt and the rest of the world was delivered from death through starvation. That is how God wants the children to be. He wants us to become channels of blessings. Channels by which he's able to attain the prosperity of the people in this world around. I pray that God will empower you with grace for prosperity. I pray that God will use you as a channel to bring promotion into this world. So he said that if she prospers, or by her prosperity you shall prosper. By her prosperity you shall prosper. God knows and has planned where we were born. Acts chapter 17 verse 26. The Bible says that he has made out of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the time before appointed and the bounds of the habitation. Listen, you are not born in Ghana by mistake. The family that you are born into was not by mistake. God planned it. It may not make sense to you now. It may not be what you like, but God knows why you were born there. Hey, Papa, what are you talking about? I have arrived there already. He knows 
that's why we are born there. You see, the problem is that sometimes we let where we are born influence our outcome. But God is telling us that no matter where you are, no matter where you are born, you can still do well. He, we, you can, he said, he made of one blood. In other words, one source. All nations. That is, we have it to the whole earth. And he marked out the appointed times in history. And the boundaries of their lands. So, where you are born is not a mistake. You are Ghanaian. Love the color of your skin. Love your identity. Love the family that you are coming from. You are born as a Ghan. You were born as an Ever. You were born as a Kaslim. You were born as uh, whatever, a Nigerian. You were born as a Tanzanian. That is how God wanted it to be. Why? Because he has connected a certain blessing of that land through you. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. He said, that, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. So he calls them strangers and pilgrims. So that tells you that we are pilgrims on the land. So God knows why he brought us where we are. But then we should also understand that we are God's agents of change. We are, even though we are in the midst of them, he said that we are pilgrims. We are pilgrims. Glory to Jesus Christ. And he's telling that we can prosper right where we are. We can prosper right where we are. So your prosperity is in the prosperity of the land that God sends or gives to you. You need to seek for its peace. You know that sometimes because of the evil that is happening in the land, I, I, I'm on a certain platform and most of the poor are saying that, hey, let, let God give Ghanaians evil leaders because we don't learn. I'm, I'm like, they, they are talking childishly. You are talking out of emotion. Because you are not, if you are not careful, the day that bad leader will come, you are saying that you will be the first to die. So let not the pain that we are going through cause us to speak foolishly. Make foolish statements and foolish mistakes. No. In every circumstance and at every time, we should be looking for the prosperity of the nation. We should be looking for the prosperity of our country. We should be looking for the prosperity of the land that God has sent us as captives. He knew why he sent us there. And he wants that place to prosper. But we are the agents that he wants to use. Seek for the peace of the land. Seek for it. Seek for it. Let's read uh, Jeremiah 29 verse number 7 again. He says, seek for that, the prosperity. Desire God. You see, the word seek is, is a word of intention. It means that you must intentionally be looking for the prosperity of the land. It means that you must do it consciously. It means that there must be deliberate effort and deliberate engagement. Use effort. Seeking. You don't seek things casually. Seeking means effort, using effort to look for something. So seek the peace of the city. Seek the peace of the land where God has brought you. And it is out of that prosperity that your own prosperity is, is coming. I see God bringing prosperity to you. I see God bringing a new face to this nation. Why? Because he has brought us such a people. We are the remnant that God has brought into this world and into this nation. Listen, I believe God can raise one person who will be a deliverer to this country. I believe that God can raise a certain crop of people who can turn things around. Yes, a lot of things look bleak. Yes, it's as though our expectations have not been met. But let us not give up hope. Let us not give up hope. God is saying that he can use us. I don't know about you, but I believe that God can use me. I believe that God can use me. 
Maybe someone I'm talking to, you are the next person who is going to set up the biggest company that will employ a thousand youth at a time. And you pay them well. Many of the people that are entering into all kinds of social vices, it is because of unemployment. Because of unemployment. They don't know what they are going to eat. A lot of people are engaged in all kinds of illicit and illegal things. Why? Because of the sufferings that they are going through. They are looking for helpers. They are looking for somebody who can turn the situation around. It's as though things is on the increase. Now many people they are even struggling regarding accommodation. Well, how are they going to pay for their rent? Some are struggling regarding issues of school fees. Unemployment is on the rise. Everybody is begging everywhere. Recently, oh, and the number of people, so many people, sometimes people, you don't, you don't expect them to be the ones who even call you because you don't have a relationship with them. And then they'll be calling and saying that we need help. 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 People are taking jobs that if, if, they were, if, 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 if everything was okay for them, they know they deserve more than this. But there's no opportunity. There's no opportunity. Yesterday I saw one lady and she said she's been paid 500 Ghana cities. She works in Tessano and she lives at Domi. Domi. Now I know some of you are good mathematicians and some of you are from the first program so you know the transport fair. And listen, if the truck, even that one cried, I said, oh, it's okay. I hear she closed at 11 p.m. So now she has to be what? Boats, Uber, taxi. How does she survive? How does she survive? Yes, she's coming in and out daily. Laboring and going through all kinds of things. If she had a way, I asked her, that she, what about school? She said that she would go to school, but now. What can she do? Nobody's there to support her. There's poverty. There's poverty. There's a lot of want in the system. There's a lot of want in the system. Many people are going through a lot of things. That's why God wants us to learn how we are going to prosper. Because when we prosper, we can help others to prosper. Receive that grace. After receive that grace. After receive that grace. So how are we going to prosper in the land? How are we going to ensure that there's a turn around the land? I'm going to speedily take us through a number of things because uh, of my time, uh, because of the time. Number one, as pilgrims in the land, we have what I call priestly ministry. Listen, every child of God, the Bible says that he has made us unto our God, kings and what? Priests. The Bible says we are what? A royal priesthood. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. So we are priests. Our priestly ministry is the ministry of intercession. Second Chronicles chapter 7, the verse number 14. He said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he said, that will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. If we are going to ensure that this land of Ghana is going to do well, because out of Ghana doing well, that is where we also do well. Number one, that thing that every Christian needs to engage is a priestly ministry of intercession. Praying for the land, no matter the political party that is in power, whether they are according to affiliation or not, if you don't intercede for the prosperity of the land, it will affect you too. It will affect you too. I've heard about Christians who have been who have been who have been uh, uh, robbed by armed robbers. Armed robbers. Recently, I heard that one of 
One, one, one of my girls, her, her, her phone was stolen. She, she sat in a vehicle. And then, oh, they said the door, the door, the door. Oh, oh let me open the door. So I the door was her phone. Thievery. She was lamenting as though somebody had died. <laughs> That's when I saw that phone is power. <laughs> so if anybody has a spare phone, I need a spare phone. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I need a spare phone to sort some people out. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Pray for the peace of the land. Pray for the mercy of God on the land. That God, and listen to me, if we don't pray, God is going to judge our country. Because there are evil doers in the country. There are people who are shedding blood, innocent blood, just so that they will, so that they will get power and money and a whole lot of things. There are people who are stealing from ordinary people, poor people, and God hears the cry of poor people. Just for selfish, greedy, some of, oh my God, it's terrible. You look, you look into, you, you look into some of, uh, some of, a young guy comes into politics and, all of a sudden, has a filling station here, has built houses there, has done this there, has done this there. And we are, and as a nation, the politicians are prospering by the nation is being impoverished. And we say we don't have money. How? Where are they getting the money? It is the money of the masses that is being siphoned to the few. Listen, listen, please don't be deceived by what they put on, the, on, on social media and they put on their social media handles and on radio. Listen, most of the people who come on radio and TV shows, they have come to engage in partisan propaganda. They are there with an agenda. Sometimes they can see that there's a certain bad news that is going out and because they want to kill it, they will come and create another thing so that the minds of the people will move from what is actually happening. By the time a man comes, he's stolen all the money. If we're a, a, a nation that was operating in righteousness, why would that auditor general's report come a year, two years after things have gone to have, have been lost? And what happened to all those people who were the, the money that was stolen? COVID year. Up to now, we are saying because of COVID, Ghana's economy was affected, but we're, we're giving out millions of Ghana cities. We're going to buy millions of Ghana cities of vaccines and we only took only about 30% physical. What happened to the other 70% of the money? Or 80% of the money? Millions of dollars. We are not talking about little monies. A minister went to buy vaccines at more than twice the price and said that he was confused. He should have been sacked from office that same day and been prosecuted. A minister is still in office. And we say we have leaders. We don't have leaders. That is why we need to pray for the mercy of God. Because sense is not making sense. It's not making sense. We have institutions. Look, they should totally dissolve Auditor General's department. Because the, the reports that they come out with, we don't use it for anything. And then we know that was the stealing in some way. We don't need to hear about it to cause us depression. To cause us depression. It's terrible. It's terrible. But these are the things that are going on in the land. You see, the reality of the things is what to cause us to pray. 
Because the people are not ready to change. With the entire nation, a, a, a greater proportion of your parliament say that let somebody go. And one person will say that I don't want the person because I'm a president. I don't want this person to go. My wisdom is greater than all of your wisdom. And will do everything possible to keep that person in office. Then the heart of the nation is gone. The heart of the nation is gone. Individual ideologies are being used and manipulating hands. If somebody told me that even uh, in Fiji, that there are more than 11 different kinds of meters out there, and some of them, the money that will go to the nation's coffers, so you go and buy prepaid, it's a company within a company, private company within a company. And so anytime somebody comes, recently we heard that, oh, uh, there was a shortage in ECG, whatever, whatever, whatever. It was because, and how can something like that happen just two weeks after a new MD is appointed? They are frustrating him. Why? Because he has seen that he has to make certain reforms. And so the IT team and the people who are in power, they start manipulating things to cause problems. Because if, if it, we, we are wicked people. It's not just the leaders who are wicked, though. The people are wicked. The people are wicked. A policeman can intentionally stop you and look, and it's not as though he has seen anything, but look for something wrong just to siphon money from you. I'm not saying that maybe you are right, too. But then to do it with intention because he wants to take money from you, that is wickedness. That is wickedness. A police officer should be standing at a traffic junction or go and hide somewhere so that you cross the light and say, my soul. To say, my soul. It's wickedness. But also that people get the, get the leaders that they deserve. They get the leaders that they deserve. We cheat each other. We frustrate each other. Some of us, even when somebody sends us, our own parents or even our own friends, we had some two to see this. You see, that is a cost too. That is a cause. The heart of the nation is gone. That is why we must pray for the mercy. And then a judgment comes. Judgment coming. Listen, the Bible says, you will no overlook sin forever. No, the sin that we have that will take us to hell. Yes, Jesus has done it. But as a nation, judgment, there's, there's, <clears throat> how many of us know that there's a different judgment for individuals from the judgment of nations? Judgment of nations. We need to pray. We need to pray for the mercy of God. The priestly ministry of the believer. We need to pray. Pray for the, for the land. The next topic for intercession is to pray for the gospel of Jesus to spread on the land. If we can get more people born again, that we can reduce some of these things. Pray for the spread of the gospel. Acts 19.20 And so mightly grew the word of God and prevailed. And then pray for the leaders. Pray for the leaders. First Timothy chapter two verse one to two. So I exhort, I exhort therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men and for kings and for all that are in authority. 
that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to 2. We need to pray for our leaders. So our priestly ministry, I'm giving you prayer topics. This is how a Christian, listen, if you pray about these things, the Lord is promising you that to stand in the place of intercession, looking for the mercy of God and the peace of, the, of God for the land. Out of that mercy and peace, you also experience peace. So intercession. I, I'm sure somebody thought, ah, Papa is going to tell us some spiritual mysteries about which we are going to. This is the mystery, the mystery of intercession. The mystery of intercession. Every Christian is a priest. Every child of God is a priest. And he says that we should pray for the land. And when we are praying, pray for the prosperity of the land. Jeremiah 29 verse 7. Pray that God will prosper us. That God will help our economy. That even at least God, maybe miracle money or something, that when they are eating, still some will be left. <laughs> amen and amen. Yeah. Why are we going frantically all over the place looking for a loan from IMF, looking for a loan from China? And recently we have heard that Russia is trying to bring some oil to Ghana. And we're the same people that two times our president went to say that we don't support Russia and we, we worry about Russia. <laughs> if you think that happening, you know, ordinary people don't know many things. That's why most of the time when they look at us, they see us as pawns. Most politicians don't respect ordinary people. They see us like fishes and chickens who should be taken advantage of. Do you know, they've convinced themselves that they deserve the money that they are taking. That it's that, it will do better in their hands than it will do better in our hands. They've convinced themselves of that wickedness. Three politicians from Africa had a, a, a meeting. I don't want to mention the countries. But one who said, ah, there's, there's a, 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 a contract or something to build a certain hospital. Oh, he built something like a chicken coop. And that was it. Five won the rest of the money. I have a book about factories. And the other person was from a certain country. He starts with the letter of the alphabet. And he pointed the window. He said, do you see? This was a $5 million road. <laughs> that, yeah, oh, that is the road. He said, which is the road? There was no road. He has taken the 100%. He has taken all the money. There was no road over there. Listen to me. People are... Have, been, have taken money that contractors have supposed to do roads. And people are dying in accidents because of potholes. Because of potholes. Where avoidable accidents. Who do you think the blood of this boat will be on? Or you think God will look on and not judge? People are dying in hospitals because certain equipment that could save lives have not been purchased. And yet we are bathing in the sky. We are. God have mercy. We have a, a, a jet we have bought for the president. And yet when we are going to do errands, we're going to rent. Rent another 
jets and pay thousands of dollars per hour. What prestige are we looking for? The people that we are taking loans from, they don't travel with convoy. They don't travel with convoy. But we are, one person is traveling, 100 people must benefit. And all of them will pay, their transportation will be paid, per diem will be paid, accommodation will be paid, special allowances. Create, loot, share. It has become a system. An order of the day. Politician will be given a political office. And now will be put in a committee again and take certain allowance. So take the salary at the end of the month and take certain allowance for the committee is working in. Is that not great? So every time, so Ryan, uh, recently the blasting that took place uh, that destroyed that that uh, township uh, or uh, what? Yes, PIS. It's not it's a PRC or somewhere, a PRC or something. A PRC. And there was a committee that was sent to look at. <laughs> there was a committee that was sent to look into how they can reveal whatever the people and reinvest. And you see, every problem, people look for money out of it. That's why we need to what? Pray. Pray. We are living amongst unrighteous people. And even we ourselves, we exhibit some of the unrighteousness. May God help us. I say may God help us. Intercede for the land. Intercede for the land. Intercede for the land. This morning we'll spend a few minutes to do that. So, the priestly ministry. Number two, preaching the gospel. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Look, the gospel transforms mind, the minds. The, the, the gospel heals lands, and the gospel brings prosperity. If we can preach the message of... How many of you have been blessed because of the messages that you learn or the messages that are preached. How many of you have been blessed? That is what the gospel does. Many of us when we are given the testimonies, one of the things I love to hear is that Papa, thank you for the teachings. I thank God when I lay hands for you and I prophesy to you and you get miracles. But I bless God more when because of your application of the teachings, you see the power of God. That is what the gospel does. The gospel can change people. The mystery of the gospel is that God has put the power of transformation in the mouth of ordinary men. We can preach the gospel and the lives will be changed. Anybody who is not preaching the gospel, you are not part of the transformation agenda. You are not touching lives. Listen, no gossip can change anybody. Only the gospel can change. No news agency can change anybody. Only the gospel can change. Look at the way I was just telling you about some of the evils that are happening in our country. How many of you saw that you were getting angry? 
Huh? How many of you felt sad? How many of you felt down about the things that were going on? You see, that is what news will do. But the gospel will bring hope. The gospel will bring liberation. The gospel will bring transformation. So, there's no news agency that can do what the gospel does. There's no news agency, no information portal, no blogger channel that can do what the gospel does. The most important t- programs on TV are gospel programs. It tells us what the power of what can do. Preach the gospel. Get involved in soul winning. Be a part of a micro church. Push the micro church. Can we do a crusade in our area? Let's go to the ghettos. Let's share drugs. For all you know, somebody will see the trust and say, ah, let me stop smoking and give God a try. So winning is what changes nations, changes people. Look at any country that has embraced the gospel. You see that God brought prosperity to their land. God brought prosperity to their land. Whenever the enemy wants to drive out prosperity out of the land, he drives out the gospel. He drives out the gospel. He drives out the gospel. Listen to me. We need to preach the gospel and win souls like never before. Turn the lives of people around. So the next thing that we want to do if we want to prosper our country is to preach the gospel. It's to preach the gospel. Don't be deceived and go to that. Oh, no, no, no. You should go stop that chatting and let's stop businesses. Foolishness. 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 Stop businesses and still have the wicked mentality that we have. We will continue to oppress people. The people will become depressed. The nation will be thinking. What the church has, of God has done in any country, no one can ever compare to. So, don't join those who will be saying that churches are not necessary. You are foolish if you do so. Do you know why? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So, let us preach the gospel. Tell someone decided, let us preach the gospel. That's why as a church we keep doing these agendas and operations to give everybody an opportunity to do so. Preach the gospel. When you are at your workplace, preach. In your classroom, preach. If you are a student here and you have never preached in your classroom before, shame on you. If you are a worker over here and you have never preached the gospel to any of your colleagues in your office, shame on you. Shame on you. Don't come to church and come and pretend to us that you are anointed. The real anointing is when, what you see when you are out there. In the, in, the, in the church, we are all Christians, we are all kings, we are all heads. He said, you shall be the head and not the tail. It's not for us all to be heads in the church, you know. It is in our industries, in our businesses, in our classrooms, in our workplaces. That's where our dominion mandate is made manifest. You are a business owner, you have a shop, get trust over there. When people come home, you are talking to them and you give them something. You see, as you are starting, there's an opportunity for you to chip in something about the gospel. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, wow. And, 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 and you have never used your status or your broadcast message to share the gospel before, shame on you. I'm, I've been attacking useless memes recently. I see, I mean, I, 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 I'm a status commando. I look for my church member statuses. And then, so those of you who are blocking me, I'll get a new number. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. 
So you, so you see your life. You block me so that you can share useless memes. You know that, you, know, you, you, you said I won't see. But I'll see. I'll see. I'll go and collect Emmanuel's phone. I say, Emmanuel, let's do some status hunting. <laughs> Use your status to share God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. What you are putting over there, who is the blessing? Some of you went and take pictures, nice pictures, change your style, change your style, change your style. And who are you showing them to? In your start, in your start, you design everything. Social media. Oh, this is me just being me. The drip. The drip. Fire. Fire. Instead of putting Holy Ghost fire over there. Amen and amen. Looking for just attention. Attention that doesn't bring money. Amen and amen. But put the gospel over there. Somebody may not comment. The message will tie to their hearts. You have sown a seed, and that seed will bear fruits. Give it to the Lord. This about that is Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tomorrow about this time, I'll be wearing my shoes. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. I cannot jump like I've been jumping. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three. Quickly, let me finish this message. Become the moral compass of your society. Matthew 5.13, the Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Look, you should live the kind of life when people are doing wrong things around you, they feel bad. Some of us, we can be at a place and our friends will be smoking and be doing all kinds of, uh, all kinds of immoral things and they, don't, they are not comfortable. You have something in them. You have something in them. They'll be smoking. They'll be doing all kinds of profane things. This is not church, so this is not church. No, don't you know that you represent the church over there? Live the kind of life that when you are appearing, or people start hiding their, their cigarettes, start hiding their things that they do, except you can, they, they are totally depraved, they, they are very rebellious. Those are some who just want to say, but there are people who have a little bit of life in them. And so, they still have some of their conscience left. Live the kind of life where you are the one who pricks their conscience. When you are coming over there, you see that, hey, so Sofubo, Sofumamibo, she's coming now. Then let's hide it, let's hide it. It's not that you, they owe you anything, but the way you are living your life, it makes them see that they are not living the right way. The Bible says you should shine in such a way that darkness knows that it is darkness. Reprove the evil works of darkness. You are the salt of the earth. If you are living in a way that ah, when you appear, they don't feel anything, it means that you have compromised. You have compromised. The other day I was giving it to a certain lady. She was, she's the Sofumami, the means of people. And they went to a program and say, and then she went to take the alcohol. I said, ah. I said, man, you have lost a big opportunity. This was the time that you should have even shown. Because it, that, that in the office there was no temptation. This is where the temptation is. And you should have overcome it so that they know that you are different. They know that you are different. Some of us can even get so bad that some of our friends can even push us to go and get sugar daddies and sugar mummies. In most cases, the sugar daddies. So, obeshel, obeshel. No, 
You live such a life that when your sugar daddy comes, say, uh, uh, Zazi, Zadi, and then in Bible, don't you flee fornication. I said, I didn't know. Amen and amen. Be the moral compass. Study Ephesians chapter 4, 17 to 32. Tells us a lot about the time because of time we cannot read it. We write it down and go and read it. Number four. Number four. If you want this country to prosper and for you to prosper in the midst of it, work. What did I say? What did I say? Ephesians or second Thessalonians chapter 6. Chapter 3, sorry, verse number 6. said, now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly. So draw yourself away from those who don't behave themselves right. Who walk disorderly and not after the tradition which you have received of us. For yourselves know how we ought to follow, how you ought, you ought to follow us. For you, we, have, we have behaved not on ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread. Look at that. We didn't eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travel night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any man, uh, any of you. Not because we have no power to make ourselves an example unto you. To, not because we have no power, but to make ourselves an example unto you. An example unto you. Glory to Jesus Christ. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, if any will not work, neither shall he eat. For we, for we hear that there are some which work among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. They are busybodies. They are not working at all. Paul is saying that anybody who is not working at all, you are not doing well. So, now, them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Don't have to say that, oh, I'm unemployed and they'll be there doing nothing. Look for some work to do. Sell water. Sell beans. Do something. Sell sobolo. You can mash tanky. Sell it. Do something. Go and buy credit cards. Sell. Get something doing. Are we together? Listen. If you are at the workplace and they sack you today, tomorrow find something doing until you get your next job. Don't be sitting there and say, I don't have work. The Bible says that those who are living that way, they shouldn't eat. They shouldn't eat. Don't be a beggar Christian. He said, we could have been amongst you. Even though they were apostles, they forced themselves to work so that they would show them how they should live. Get something doing. The Bible is telling us that he will bless the work of our hands. Get something doing. Work! Some of you have work. You have, when you close early, 4 o'clock you are closed from work. From 4 o'clock to 10 p.m., what do you do? Sleeping. Doing chatting. Visit, doing useless visitations. One of the things that I, I dislike uh, is when I see young boys start sitting by the roadside and they are sitting at a group and they are, ah! That time you could have been working on your dream. You could have been drawing your plan for your, your company. You could have been doing your side hustle. Try that. I, I, I don't like people sleep too much. Every day you meet them, they are horizontal. Every day they are horizontal. Oh, I don't have anything. And they are sleeping, they are sweating. And they are like, oh, what are you doing? Get something doing. Listen, 
Your prosperity may not even be in the company that you are working with. Your side hustle could be your prosperity. You are a student at a class. What do you do with your time? What do you do with your time? I heard about a little boy who started selling pencils in his classroom. He wasn't even a teenager yet. He saw that most of his classmates, they are careless. They misplace their pens. So he started bringing extra pens. He would buy 50 pesos and sell it once a day. Young businessman. He has started. He has started. And for such a person, you can get more money. Do you know why? Because your parents are giving you money for food already. So whatever profit you get, you don't have any... There's nothing, no pressure on it. When you become a, a grown-up and you stop paying rent, you stop paying electricity, stop paying water, then you see that money is not that cheap. All right? When you have... You see, the best time to do your savings is when there's no much pressure on you. You are staying with somebody, you are staying with your parents, and somebody else is taking all that pressure. That's the best time to make savings. But some of us, every little thing, we eat everything. We spend everything. We get it all, eat it all, finish it all. And then we are suffering. When evil day comes, we don't have anything to fall on. No. You know, some of us, the reason why first fruit is difficult for us is because we don't have to, we don't have a proper savings culture. So when we get our first fruit, to, uh, then it means that you, you need extra miracle. Because if everything is gone, and so you have to convince us of a first truth, what you are saying, and Papa says, if I don't understand, I can, like, let me not do it. It's because you don't have any extra savings. When you give that money, hey, you will suffer. Save money. At least 20% of your, whatever, 10 to 20% of whatever comes to your hand should go into savings. Or into an investment. At least 10 to 20 percent. You eat everything I get. Hey, Papa, you don't know if, 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 if what I get is not enough. Okay, imagine that that 10 percent or 20 percent is lost. Will you die? Will you die? People, will you die? So learn to save it so that you can survive in the future. Savings and investment is going hungry today so that you can get more in the future. When you really have a need. Are, are we together? Are we together? Some of you are artisans. You get paid for the service that you offer and you spend everything. You are always paying other people. You are paying the electrician. You are paying the plumber. You are paying ECG. You are paying Ghana Water. You are paying everybody, but you never pay yourself. The one you pay yourself is called your savings. When you get a salary, even though it's your salary, it's not your money. You know why? I've been to realize that all the time you were working for the landlord. You are working for your landlord. Landlord means he. But after some time, see me those things, you all do and give it to him. See, so who is the wiser person? The landlord. He builds a house. Some of you get a land at Kaswa somewhere. You don't intend to live there. Build it and rent it. Then other people will also be working and then they will be paying you. Sense. No, it is an investment for the future. It's an investment for the future. Yes, you don't worry. Get money, rent your place here. Build something that you know that it will be giving you, we call it residual income, passive income. I've entered into tomorrow's program already. Amen and amen. Everybody needs passive income. It's not every money that you should work for. There's the one that you work for, and when you get the one that you work for, you need to create opportunities that will pay you without you even working for it. Are we together? 
Some time ago, God blessed me some money. Now when we used to buy treasury bills. And then one month, one particular month, ah, the money came back. And when I did the checks, I saw that the profit that had come on the money, I had not done anything for that money. It was more than 5,000 cities. I was like, hey, life is not bad, though. Life is not bad. Why? Because I decided not to chop the other one. I said, I'm going to buy some uh, uh, car or buy something. I said, let me continue with my limousine. <laughs> when they laugh at me, I won't die. Somebody was saying that my engine is like a generator. I said, it's good. Generators give power. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. But when you get your everything, ice cream, lollipop, that it is Mary Kay, shawarma, shawarma, pizza, pizza. Listen to me. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Let me continue. Amen and amen. And, uh, am I, is it not fundamentals? Work. Number five, pay your taxes. Romans chapter 13 verse 6 to 8. The Bible encourages us to pay our taxes. Go and read it. Number six. Enter into influential leadership positions. Some of you should become politicians. The fact that I've, I've, I've spoken harshly about politicians doesn't mean I hate politicians. No, pol- to be a politician actually means to be a person of the people. In fact, when you look at the original meaning of the word politics, everybody's a politician. Everybody's a politician. It's just that now, some people have changed it to politics. And so that is what is causing the problem. But politicians is very good. Why? Because you can influence more people as a leader than as an ordinary person. You can affect more decisions, affect more lives. Some of us, we must arise. Even if you are a pastor, you can still be an MP. You can still be a, a, a minister of state. You can still be an assemblyman. It's in Ghana that we have made the assemblyman look like a funny thing. But assemblyman is a very serious position. It's a very, very serious position. It's serious because you affect the community where you are in. In Ghana, I say assemblyman, assemblyman, I say somebody will love that. No. So some of us must rise up and become assemblymen in our communities. And rise up. Now become a DC, an MC, an MP. I'll sponsor you. It's your life. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. Yes, if we can get some three people who want to go into politics in the church, me, I'll rally other people and say that let us support them. Let us support them. Let us support them. Daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that they may be increased therein and interact with people. Don't say that because I'm a Christian, I don't have a Muslim friend. No, you may be the, how, the means by which that person may be saved. Make friends amongst those who are seemingly unrighteous. It is through that friendship that you begin to influence. How many of you realize that you listen to your friends easily? You, 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 you listen to your friends because you, you have a relationship with them. You have a relationship with them. You know that, oh, this person, he has, me at, he has my good at heart. So if he's sharing this thing with me, maybe there must be a truth in it. Amen and amen. Well, I said amen and amen. Let us influence our land. God wants us to prosper in the land that he has given to us. 
And these are the means he has shown us in the scriptures. From the scriptures that we can influence our land, bring prosperity to the land, and bring prosperity to ourselves. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Lift up your hands. Begin to thank the Lord for his word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546 Three six three nine five seven. God bless you.